0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is
1: Tuesday, November 16th, 2021, season 17, episode number 62. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And I can see by that look in your eyes, I'm about to throw a wrench at, Dave,
2: I mean at Nick. Yeah. Give me a
1: 62.
2: Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. I and mean, this is not a good one. The only guy I can think of is, mm-hmm. is Brian Baldinger.
1: Brian Baldinger played for the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, anymore like, sixty-two. <laughs> the one I didn't that know he played for the, the Cowboys. one that does the tape breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Never... I had
1: no idea he played for the Cowboys. Yeah.
2: Oh, now I'm questioning. him. No, he he did in the '80s. He was like their lineman in '62. Really? I, I'm probably like played. I don't know, '83, '84, '85. Something I like just that. I know him from the stuff he does for NFL Network, but I yeah. didn't know
1: that he played for the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, I can't think. Was of... he any good? No, I mean not really. I don't think he played
3: for that long.
2: You're right. Middle, middle
3: five years six uh yeah, five years. With the Cowboys. With the Cowboys. Yeah. Wow. Eighty This is it's not a, a there's <laughs> not a lot of sixty two. This is a this is a Marco, is a, Marco Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. Rivera.
2: Good job. Yeah. Cap- Parcells was all over that signing and that didn't work out. He yeah. hurt his back and like hurt his back in his first week here. Yeah, it was yeah. that was one of the bad
3: ones. Uh John Fitzgerald. Yeah, he was a good player. Seventies. Yeah, I just picture like older fans, just like, come on, you yeah. don't know John Fitzgerald. Yeah, oh, are y'all missing John Fitzgerald? Sorry. That's the answer. I'm the right sorry, answer. Johnny Fitz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like currently, oh, I, mean, I, have to, I mean, sixty-two is the guy. that I'm just like, okay, he'll be cut. Like sixty-six. He's wearing 60 <laughs> produce, sixty-two for these three weeks. All, all like, I can think yeah. of, I think uh, it was Braylon Jones this year. I think okay. the Houston the center guard. Houston guard center. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think he's still is, he's is, still uh, here, I think. He just I He's on the practice squad. Yeah. The Water Boy, a movie you've probably never seen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bobby heard
2: Boucher? Of it yeah. He wore sixty two? No, no, yeah, okay. but he gets poked in the eye or something, or somebody said um, one the other team, and he was just like 62, sixty two, sixty two. And he yeah, just yeah. goes and just like annihilates him. It's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. good movie?
3: No, not a good Better movie. Better than Hoosier's? But... It's an Adam Sandler movie.
1: Okay. Hoosier. What you Hoos- told me Hoosier's is one I should watch. I'm just trying to see Hoosier's
2: and <laughs> and Waterboy, not the same. no, they're not the same. Not it's a different type of thing. It's like no <laughs> one, the no one's sports. gone out and bought the 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 Waterboy soundtrack, you
3: yeah. know. And they'll, they'll... who
1: buys the Hoosier soundtrack? I'm sure people have. Nick
3: Nick and all of his closest friends can quote Hoosiers from beginning to end, and yeah. he spends all of his time with the only two guys who have never seen it. That's, That's okay.
2: That's it, it, okay. It's an older. <laughs> it's an older movie. It, it's a it's a good movie. It's you know, it's funny. It's a great movie. You know,
1: actually? we always are like two Americas. Mm-hmm why why is it quite often dave ends up in my america than in your america like it's kind of interesting hmm. i saw this on twitter last night and i was like there was one of those moments i was like dave's in my america for some reason
3: i like i mean look no. i am no, dave I, I can be very painfully white okay i just want to make that mm. clear <laughs> that's, but it's actually really funny that's i funny. i <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in new orleans louisiana so i i, I got a little bit of both you know yeah. i don't know yeah. i don't know yeah. what to say Right. So Tony, Are you okay? Are you way, okay? You got him okay. with that statement. He, he like the uh,
2: very spittest bitch. Yeah, sound. I uh, wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> I've said this a lot, and I, I have another friend that's, that's this way, but Dave is one of the few people that I know him. I mean, I feel like I know a lot about some things, like cowboy jerseys or Super Bowls, <laughs> yeah. Final Fours, whatever. Dave is one of those people that knows a lot about a lot, and that is very, very impressive. I very mean, well-rounded. Yeah. yeah very I well-rounded. mean, if you could probably hang in there and talk politics with you today and stuff that's going on in oh, the world and all that. Yeah. I've had some of those conversations. Right, right. But then he knows you know a lot of sports stuff, too, rap, movies, stuff,
3: all that kind of stuff. The key to it? Literally, anytime I'm curious about something, I just go down a Wikipedia wormhole. I did it last night. I found oh, what?
0: it. Oh, uh, that's because you're
3: doing, doing the crossword puzzle and you were cheating. No, well, oh. I also I do a lot of crosswords too, yeah. but not like I'll just I'll hear something and be like I don't know anything about that. Like some I saw a video the other day about some random like. Castle in Scotland and I was like I've never heard of that where is that google it 40 minutes later I'm into like 5 different articles don't even remember why I googled it I probably do that twice a day you know and that's why yeah well I shouldn't tell my boss that I
1: don't as long as you're not doing it at work
3: Depends on on the day. Maybe in the off season. Yeah, off season. season. You know, I almost
2: was about to say something like, "It's a good thing there's not we're not playing like this." You know, great team, great game coming up. But you know what? We get we get a lot of people on Twitter that say to us they appreciate this. Yeah, they like this stuff. They like talking about college football. Well, you know what it is.
1: Those are the people that have. That essentially live with us. And what I mean by that yeah. is they are with us every day throughout the season, in the off season. They've been doing this for years. So to them, it's just like sitting around with friends, having conversation, and just listening to conversation. So it works for them. It's the people that came in for the first time and like, let me check out this thing called the Cowboys Break. And then they hear us talking about minute whatever. six, and we haven't <laughs> right. Right.
3: said anything about for the Cowboys? you guys. We apologize. Gotta, You'll get used. The to one it. thing we've said about the Cowboys so far is that we can't think of anybody who wore sixty two. <laughs> okay. By the way, Tony uh, Tolbert wore Tony 62. Tony Tolbert wore <laughs> yeah. for for a minute. So we're he, coming yeah. in with some names. No, he works. wore it in that Darren Woodson
2: wore forty five, Jason yeah. Witten wore forty nine type okay. thing. Like, yeah. okay, we don't know if you're going to be a good player. We're gonna you're not going to get a nineties yet. Yeah. yeah. And then he start you start balling out. And and real quick, I got to figure out. I need to know what movie I haven't seen that everybody was like, "Oh my god, you got to we got to figure that out." Well, you
3: haven't seen anything that came out before like 1975. So I've never actually seen anything I've never seen a movie in my life that is older than me. Right? Ever? Really? I mean, that's that's incredible to me. Like I mean, never. I haven't seen any movie. The easy one. is I mean, I you never, Godfather. Godfather. Yeah, you never seen Godfather. Never. You never seen Godfather? There's a horse gets cut off in the horse's head in the bed or something like that. Yeah. thought That's all I know. About Cas- that. Casablanca, like the mm-hmm. most famous movie yeah. ever. I don't uh, give a damn. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> hey, you know what? This stuff used to Was bother me. In? I'm going to mark that. Was that. that is that the right movie? No, that's Gone with the way. Yeah, this it. is all the same thing, though, for him. It's all the same uh, thing. I uh, thought well, I had a good one. That stuff used to bother damn me, it. and now I'm just like, live your life, man. Life's too short right. for you. Everybody's got their own thing. I don't you know? care if you've seen it, if you don't care, and we can just move on with our lives. There we go. Yeah, anyway.
1: All right, let's talk some Cowboys football. No. Here's what we're going to do. Actually, in the second segment here today, we're going to be joined by a former co-host of the break from a long time ago when we were still young men, Nick. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, we were we were really young, younger, yeah. much for younger, sure. much younger. But Dia Wall is going to be joining us. She now is a a, a a news anchor out in Kansas City, so we'll have her join. We'll like, talk a little bit, like billboard worthy, you think? yeah, like, like on no, like, like like literally, like. Come and join us today. We are talking yeah. about whatever. Like yep. she does the news, like the yep. hard news. So, yeah, she uh, we'll have her join us here in the second segment. And we're going to uh, kind of take a stroll down memory lane. She'll tell us a little bit about what's happening out in Kansas City as well as we prepare for our trip out there this weekend. But – before we get to that, though, I did want to. I had a topic I wanted to hit that I think we're going to have to take a little bit more time on. So I'm going to go to my secondary topic right now because we only got a few minutes before we go to our first break. Um, I was interested yesterday that uh, Jordan Lewis was a topic of discussion um, with a lot of the, the coaches who talked. Uh, McCarthy talked about him. Dan Quinn talked about him. They said things like he's competitive and aggressive. Uh, they said he's excellent quickness and tackling and that's important for a slot guy. Uh said he was down for any challenge, way past scrappy. The the part I really love that they said. My question for you guys is: This year we've seen, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, Antonio. I mean, I'm sorry, Anthony Brown has been really good at, at the opposite corner from Trayvon Diggs. You got Jordan Lewis, who was playing a really nice, had a really nice game this week. He's played pretty good this season. In a year like this, where the Cowboys went all in last year in the draft with cornerbacks, how much do you think it's setting back those guys and their ability to be able to get on the field? And start trying to figure this thing out because these guys are playing so well, and the likelihood is that at least one of them, maybe both of them, won't be back next year. That's a long question. I know That <laughs> is a long God. question. <laughs> no,
2: and I know that's one of your pet beefs. No, so sorry. I was just so. I mean, I my first thought honestly was like, I don't care, like like because the fact that these guys are playing playing well. I mean, so I don't think it matters if. Kelvin Joseph's getting set back, or nation Wright, or whatever, just because you know these other guys are playing well, and 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 that's they're 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 making plays. I think it's a lot of it has to do with the scheme. I think the the pass rush has been good. It's helping these guys. They're 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 seeing the ball. Everything's staying in front of them. They're making plays on the ball. I think Joseph would probably, you know, he, he's not too far from getting out there and playing. I don't think it matters. He did have some.
1: He is getting some playing he's time. Getting, yeah.
2: He's getting some. You know, second round. Third round picks, you want them to contribute. You don't you don't have to be on the field right now. If it was your first round pick, you know, if they would have drafted Horn, you know, or or uh, Sertan and, and and they weren't as good as Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis, then that would be
3: weird kind of and, and you know, but I don't think it's that big of a problem right now. Yeah, I'd love the question because it makes me feel smart, because you can go find the tape. As soon as as soon as Horn And Sertan went off the board. This is what you were signing up for. This is the likelihood. We said it all summer. I think it's going to be hard for these guys to beat out three veterans who've done this for a long time, who the team has already invested in. And injury played a role in that. Kelvin was unavailable for a while. But lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. And, yeah, I'm not going to go as far as to say I don't care. But the train keeps rolling. Like, once the season starts – Develop, especially if I mean, if you're bad and you know you're building for the future, that matters. But we're trying to accomplish something here, I don't yeah, have time right. to worry. Especially, especially if it's outside of a first-round pick. I mean, Tristan Hill didn't do anything his first year. Uh, Cheeto, Cheeto, well, he he got hurt. He got hurt. Well. Cheeto and Jordan had limited roles as rookies. Injury was part of that too. But they, it took them time to get on the field on a consistent basis. Um, I mean, shoot, obviously, Jalen and Randy are unique circumstances. But, again, you're never guaranteed. The further back you go in the draft, your first-round pick needs to be doing something. Everything else is dependent on the circumstances. And for that matter, I don't even know. Jordan and A.B. don't have to go anywhere next year. They're on affordable contracts. A.B.'s got one more year left on his deal. Jordan will have two. So... I, I have no problem with what it you, whatsoever, and sorry, Nick, I'll no, keep going. Just but. Keep,
2: I want to ask Derek. Why,
3: why, why do you think yeah, that? Yeah, why was? does this bother well, you? Well, yeah. here's
1: the thing. I, what I'm what I'm concerned about, and I don't know that, honestly, there is no real answer. You're right. Once you get into the season, you play the best player. You don't worry about all that. But I do wonder if it affects their decision-making once you get to the offseason, because in the mm-hmm. offseason, oh, they got to make a decision on those yeah. two guys. On on Jordan and on and on Brown, they got to make a, a decision, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, are these guys ready to step into that role? If we decide not to sign them, they don't or why do you make, have to make they a decision on these guys? don't
2: have to make a decision.
1: You don't. I thought, I thought
2: one. Of neither me, I thought,
3: one of them is out of contract. No,
2: they both have signed three to they both, five year deals. They
3: signed the same deal. Yeah, AB signed it in 2020, and Jordan signed it in 2021. So how long do they have left on their deal? AB will have one more year when this season is over, and Jordan will have two. Yeah. Okay. So it's Which, now. Doing. Is there something to be said for you could try to cut costs and get rid of those contracts yeah. to help you sign the Randys and the Schultzes and the Gallops? Of and the maybe world? that's the way I'm thinking about it.
1: Is like you got a lot of decisions sure. to make, and you can't keep everybody. So is that do they become yeah. casualties? But the question is, you can't make that decision if the other guys aren't playing enough for you to
3: know what you have with them, right? Yeah, I, I just I can't bring myself to care about this because, and again. Their, their average salary comes out to like four and a half five million a year, which would be great if you could get cheaper, but it's also not a big enough number to keep you from accomplishing other things. So it's, I just it's just not something I'm losing a lot of sleep about. I've said this before too. And not trying to write off Kelvin or Nishan right. I'm actually I'm pleased with what they've both been able to do given the circumstances. Right? we knew he was super raw. He has a role. He hasn't been inactive this season, which yep. is a win, in yes, my opinion. Kelvin, he's doing more and more. He's gotten to play defense in late-game stages two weeks in a row. He's been pretty impressive on special teams, honestly, for a guy that didn't do it in college. So I feel good about them. But, again, you just talk about draft capital, and the reason this came up is because LSU has a cornerback coming out named Derek Stingley. I was like, if for some reason he falls to where the Cowboys pick, I would draft him. I don't care. You worry about that stuff later when you but have this But he's going to be a high first-round nah. pick. It's a curious circumstance. He hasn't, he hasn't played a complete season since 2019. The injuries are the issue. Injuries, and, and his tape wasn't all that good in 2020. Nobody on LSU played Yeah, I was yet. about to say, 2020 for everybody was pretty bad. But so it, it, these are just the types of things you think about where it's like, man, if if a guy like Derek Stingley is for some reason still hanging around, you yeah. pull the trigger on that. Yeah, you pray that he's around. And so drafting. I my point is... Guard. Between (laughs) between Kelvin and Wright and the two veterans, they're not married to any of those guys, really, in my opinion. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't want to give up on a top fifty pick after one year, and they're not going to. But I just this just isn't a situation that stresses me. I think there's so much that's gonna have to happen this offseason
1: with management of this roster roster because you got guys that you weren't even necessarily expecting to be as good as they've been. Like J. Ron Curse, yeah. that that now I saw Brian just tweeting a little earlier. He was saying like he made this comment. He just kind of said it off the cuff. Like I don't know if the Cowboys can even afford him. I wasn't thinking like that, but I am now thinking like I wonder what it will cost. Like Curse. I wonder if there are teams out there. I wonder Curse if there. Or... I wonder if there are teams out there that are willing to say like, man, we'll give him a pretty decent deal. And if you're they're getting willing to do that, like are the Cowboys willing to match that with yeah. everything, all the other just, deals that they're having to pay?
2: Just remember about Curse and and uh, and. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of of coaches that are stubborn and arrogant that look and they think that their system is the way it is and this guy fits it and this guy doesn't, Mm -hmm. which I think is crap. And we've seen over the years that this stuff is crap. Tyron uh, Tyron Matthew, I think, is a perfect example yeah. of that. Ugh. Just just go just go get a player. <laughs> yeah. You know, go get a football player, and you figure it out. Don't your your system isn't that great. You know, I can see Belichick maybe can get away with it because the system's been proven to work. But you know, the Rod Marinelli's of the world and that that stuff still gets me. But there's a lot of coaches that probably wouldn't think J. Ron Curse fits what they're trying to do because he's a unique player and you got to play him in a, in a you know different spot and it's working. Dan Quinn saw him and said, "Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a spot for him." And it's working. I'm not saying every other team would figure it out just the same. He's not just a safety. You don't just put back there as a safety. He's a safety linebacker. you got to have a good role for him. So I'm not saying everybody would just be jumping at him.
1: Well, I will say this, though. And Dan Quinn, I think, was the one that was talking about it yesterday. It was either him or McCarthy talking about how now you're seeing a lot of defenses that are wanting to play that big nickel. Okay. He fills that role really nicely. And and there may not be a lot of guys out there in free agency who fill that role. And if more teams are wanting to do it, that makes him a very, very valuable commodity.
3: We used to get a rundown. And if I had gotten one today, I would have been able to do a lot of research on Shot. the salary cap. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting into 2022 today we're not but it, it was just something i thought no about. but i just the reason i say that is something i think we all need to keep in mind is things feel very normal right now yeah. and they are and wonderfully so and I, I love how it feels so good to be able to go out to restaurants and we go to these sporting events and COVID's still a thing but we're not as worried about it as we used to be but the league is still dealing with a cap crunch. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's tied up under it. They're not going to make it all back this year. The TV money doesn't start to kick in for a few years. The reason I bring all this is up... That, 23? 23? Yeah. The reason yeah, another I bring, year to deal with it. So, I don't... Like, there's not going to be as much money to go around. And I think teams... Across all teams. Everybody. And I think everybody's going to still kind of have their belt tightened. And... I'm not trying to say that the Cowboys can hang on to all their players, but I do think that's going to affect the market where you're maybe not going to see a, a, as ridiculous an amount of just cash splashing on the first few days of free agency. So I'm interested to see how all that plays out. And I've got to think it gives the Cowboys a favorable chance of being able to do what they want to do. Yep, And I also think, and this is just a theory of mine, I
1: actually think their ability to keep Dan Quinn here another year, will help them with that. Because I think sure. for some of these players, they may look at it like, man, I was able to do things with this defensive coordinator that I haven't done in my whole career, Jay and Ron curse mm-hmm. And so being able to resign him to stay with that defensive coordinator may be valuable. Like, they may be willing to say, hey, you know, I think I want to stay here. And even though I might get an offer that's a little bit more over here, and as far as money is concerned, I think I will play better. And I like the role I have here in Dallas better. I've been thinking about this, too,
3: and I actually – Again, going back to me being well-rounded, this is the dumb stuff I do in my day-to-day life. I'm on the elliptical this morning. There you go, listening to my NFL podcast, sort of getting ready for the day, and then I just start quizzing myself on like what jobs might come open this year. I came up with like six to eight. Mm-hmm. It Doesn't really matter what they are, but you think about Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. One of them is this supernova, hot name, rising star he's going to have his pick like Kellen Moore doesn't have to settle for a job just because it's an opening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then Dan Quinn is on the other side. He's like, well, I've already done this. I know what it's like to be a head coach. I know how unfun the wrong situation can be. And so maybe he's not as exciting as Kellen Moore. Cause he's technically a retread. That sounds mean, but, but he also, I think has a chance to be very selective. So again, People get worried about Callum Moore and Dan Quinn, and it's like, these are two guys that might be a little more discerning than your average coordinators, and so I wonder if that gives the Cowboys a better chance to hold on to both of them as well. I don't know the answers to these questions, but these are just the things I think about. That just
1: begs the question, and we got a few seconds before we go, but I want to ask real quick. If right now if you had to guess, which one do you think is in high would be would be in higher demand? Kellen
3: Moore awesome. it will be in I think he will be in higher demand because it's all about offense. It's all about your relationship yeah. with the quarterback, calling the plays. That is the everybody wants Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. That's what every team wants. The Cowboys have it right now. So and, and Kellen Moore has never failed before. So I think that makes him the one that will be in higher demand, but I also think there's something to be said for the guy who's done it before, who's learned a few lessons from his last stop, all that stuff. So. I think there's some coaches, I think there's some teams that might look at it the other way and think
2: Dan Quinn could be a, a better fit for them because he, was, like they've said, he's done it before and also, you know, when you look at what the Cowboys have there are some people that think, well, get a coordinator, a young coordinator, if you got a Dak, you got Zeke, you got the line, you got the receivers, yeah, you can make that work and he's making it work. Um, but Dan Quinn came in here and just totally Kind of flipped one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. So, you know, and he's got the experience as well. He's been in a Super Bowl before, probably should have won that game. They didn't, but I don't think it was really because of him. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, I mean, he's been there. So, I, you know, Cowboys are going to be lucky to get one of the two of them back.
1: (laughs) I mean, the fact that Dan Quinn, I think that's the point right there. He has done more with less than Kellen Moore. And Whoa. for me, if I were looking at it, Take I'd be minute. like, the way he flipped this defense from what it was last year to what it is this year, and then you can't count in the fact that he got his team to a Super Bowl when he was a head coach. Yeah, they didn't win it, but as Jerry said this morning, he should be a Super Bowl winning head coach. Like, that was, there, yeah. there's no excuse,
3: excuse Which, for that. Ironically... And, Kyle Shanahan is like a darling in the NFL, yeah. and it's, I put it more on him than Dan Quinn. Right, but yeah. Dan Quinn's the head coach. That's exactly at the end of the
1: day. right. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by DeWall. Wall. Uh, talk a little bit of old time break, and uh, and find out what's happening out there in Kansas City. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
4: It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break.
2: Registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy camps on December 21st at the Star and December 22nd AT&T Stadium. Spaces limited, so register today at dallascowboys.com/slash academy.
1: Welcome back. We are in the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and we got a very special guest for you guys. Man, this this young lady. I, I feel like every time I see her, I feel like I'm, I'm proud, like a dad would be proud of his daughter, because I saw her from when she was just a babe in this business to where she has grown now, and we'll get into some of that, but welcome to the show, Miss Dia Wall. Welcome back, Dia
4: what's up guys i'm so excited to be here
1: yeah we miss having you around the here but you,
4: upgraded quite a bit
1: uh yeah from the dungeon the yeah. the old dungeon the dank dungeon we used to be in yeah it's very very different we got jerry spent some money on us a few years ago so it's all good now um hey real well, quick what I, guys. what I want you to do is i want you to just kind of first tell people what's been going on in your life because man from where you were when you were here to where you are now, like everything has changed. Everything has changed about your life. You got a beautiful family, but talk about where you, what all has happened these last several years.
4: Man, I was really blessed and fortunate to work for the Dallas Cowboys for three seasons. Some of the best times of my life, some of the best friends of my life. And then when I did news um, in Sherman, Texas, then I moved to Tyler, Texas, and then Kansas City came calling six and a half years ago. And so I'm at KSHB. We are the NBC affiliate in Kansas City, also the home of the, uh, chiefs and so uh, <laughs> it's been awesome man married two kids I'm like a full-fledged grown-up now
1: yeah you are you are and by the I, way what the one thing you didn't talk about is you're also an author like Nick is like you guys are both yeah authors.
4: really yeah yes. you know so I oh, yeah, uh, decided yeah, yeah, to yeah. write a book after oh Nick you forgot
2: I, I think <laughs> I did T- tell us about the book <laughs> sorry
4: Oh, uh, so the book is called "The unhappiest one," and it's all these different people, places, and experiences in my life that have taught me really meaningful lessons about happiness and fulfillment and so uh, my journey there at what used to be the ranch uh was a big part of that, and you guys uh helped me quite a bit, I would say, except for Nick derek, yes Nick no <laughs> when,
2: so when you're when you're in Kansas City and the cowboys are playing, especially like a Sunday night game mm-hmm. on n b c like are you? Like, full-fledged Cowboys fan wearing? I mean, because I I think I saw a picture with you wearing Chiefs, so I don't know about that.
4: (laughs) First of all, let's roll this back, okay? I am born and raised in the state of Texas. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I think everybody in the Kansas City Metro knows that. Uh, I wear Cowboys gear every game day. Uh, This is a hard week for me. Thankfully, it only happens once every four seasons. But our station is the home of the Chiefs, right? So um, I've gotten to see what it does for a city that is, Really thirsting for a championship, get to bring one home, and so I will never root against the Chiefs. I want them to be successful. I want them to do well because it's great for the community that I love and live in now. But I'm a Cowboys fan forever, man. <laughs> so
1: how's that going to work this week? So yeah. who are you going to be rooting yeah. for? Like it's going to be hard. Who are you going to root for? Look, <laughs> didn't say say that you didn't want to say I
2: wouldn't either. <laughs> that's all. That's all you got. Yeah, this is all on, on camera now, right? <laughs> I- That's okay. You don't have to see for
4: the Cowboys. (laughs) I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I have to. First of all, listen. The Chiefs have won a championship. They've been to the Super Bowl twice in the last two years. Okay. Okay. My team needs to shine. (laughs) Against the Chiefs, I'm just I'm rooting really hard for the Cowboys this week.
2: Hey, I'll say this. Nobody was more frustrated. With number nine, Tony Romo. <laughs> I remember <laughs> those days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she's not. You know what? And then this. That's Caden Gates. Modify, <sighs> this <laughs> man gets to the booth.
4: And I love Tony Romo on the call. I think he is amazing for CBS. However, you're right. I was totally frustrated. And I, I definitely can tell the difference in quarterback play and leadership. I just hmm. I feel like number 4 makes you believe you can win. I say what you will, I'll still die on that hill, Nick. All right.
3: Hey, I'm with which by the way, Dia, I've heard like so much about you over the years it's surreal to actually be talking to you. So, hi. <laughs> um Dave meet Dia. Yeah, yeah, meet yeah, meeting yeah. you via Zoom all these years later. Which you'll be at dinner with us Saturday night. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. I can I can't wait. I'm I'm pumped yes. which so I mean, you already kind of touched on this, but it's been kind of frustrating up there by recent Chiefs standards. Obviously, they kind of got back on track on Sunday, but I'm just curious what the vibe is. Like, is it all sunshine and rainbows now that they beat the Raiders, or or what are we stepping into here?
4: Come on now, homie. you know what it is. <laughs> Winning cares all, right? Yeah. I think the first few weeks, I mean, the fans were pissed. The team was pissed. The Chiefs just didn't look like they were having fun and they were loose out there. And so uh, they win a good division matchup on Sunday night. Uh, they hate the Raiders. That's a huge rivalry for them. And so I think for them, it's like that confidence boost, that shot in the arm. So you think about a team that was under fire from even the fan base here in the city to now, it's like, well, you know the last time the Chiefs were 6-4? and four, The year they went to the Super Bowl and won. Like winning cures all. And I think if, you're, if you've watched enough football, you know – that's the secret sauce. I talked to Nick Eatman, that is, uh, last week, and it was like, watch, they're going to get hot right when the Cowboys come to town. How this is not a Sunday night game, Yeah, I have no idea. Right.
2: I can tell I you why. The
4: biggest concern for the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I think the biggest concern for the Chiefs at this point is going to be um, well, when it comes to the Cowboys, the Chiefs know how to get out there and win, and they know how to get it done. I think they're a team that's had a championship mentality for the past two seasons. This season, maybe bit them in the butt a little bit. And so I think they're ready to come out and really try to run the table because they're still in fourth place and really trying to push to get to the postseason and, and make another Super Bowl run.
2: Yeah, and the, the thing is, is Fox is doing doing this game. And, and you know, they they only get a couple of chances a year to get the Chiefs and get Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I was going to ask you, D I I saw a commercial the other day uh, that didn't have Patrick Mahomes in it. It was weird, I mean, because he's in every other one. <laughs> have you met him and he seems like and this might change Sunday after you know Cowboys have to play him but he seems like a guy you would just want to root for I mean I like him I I like watching I like everything I see from him is he that guy And, and have you have experiences you know meeting him or interviewing him
4: yeah. So I think I've met Patrick Holmes once or twice. Not a ton. I cover a little bit of sports. I mostly do news now, All but right. he's a great guy. I Man, he's done some really, really impactful things in the community um, through his foundation. Opened some great all-inclusive parks in the city and underserved areas, so like you can drive now through the inner city and see kids and families out playing. Right, he's on the cereal boxes. I mean, he's just all over the place. Donated like twenty-five thousand books to kids just a couple weeks ago. So I definitely think he's also made investments in local teams. So he's part yeah. owner of the Kansas Royals. City Royals. That's awesome. His fiance part owner of the Kansas City Current, which is. And, I mean, the women's soccer professional team is bringing the first dedicated stadium for a women's soccer team in the entire country to Kansas City. And so I think he's made a lot of smart investments in the community. I think he's really made it known that he loves this city and this community and he wants to stay here. Keeps his nose clean. Stay out of trouble. Like, he's just like a good dude. So it is hard. It is hard not to root for him and want to see him be successful. Plus, I mean, he's from Texas.
3: Yeah. yeah. Which, did y'all, y'all see what's happening in Kansas City this week of all weeks? No, what? They're opening Waterburger with in, <laughs> with really? input from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like okay. that's been his initiative. He's like, "We got to get Waterburger." So we should up have here. changed it up. We should be going <laughs> to dinner at Waterburger. I don't know, night. man. You see the lines. You see the lines at oh, the no, drive-through. No, no, no. <laughs> He's like, "No, no, no, no." Oh,
4: it was insane! It was insane. People were lining up at five, six a.m. and oh. they didn't even open until eleven.
3: Hey, hey Waterburger is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Nothing is worth some, waiting in that line. That's for. some but, power right there. I mean, you bring yeah. Whataburger to town. So, dear, let me ask you this. I don't. I think
1: sometimes. I
4: mean, go ahead, D. No, no, no. You go ahead.
1: Okay, I was going to ask you. I know, being in in Dallas, it's hard sometimes to know what uh, what people are saying in other cities about the Cowboys. What's the tone of the conversation in Kansas City about Dallas this year?
4: Oh, boy. Everybody loves to hate the Cowboys. And that's what's so crazy. I don't really understand that. You know, Um, I think every team has dreamed of taking down America's team, right? They could be mad, they could be frustrated, whatever. But I think for them, they want this to be a statement game. So I know a lot of Chiefs fans here. Again, no secret that I'm a Cowboys fan. And so... My mentions and DMs, the Chiefs hadn't even got to zero on Sunday night on the clock before they were like, oh, we can't wait. We're going to tear the cowgirls up. And I'm like, Mm y'all, just let them settle it on the field. Like, just let them go (laughs) out there and play. So I think, especially when, to be honest, the Cowboys look different than I've seen them look in my adult life on all three phases of the game. And so I think, especially knowing that the Cowboys are riding a little bit high playing really well and executing at a high level the chiefs feel like they got this chip on their shoulder and so does their fan base now since they've come up against a little bit of adversity this season so now i think they're like oh yeah we're going to prove that the cowboys aren't who you think they are mm. and so i think for them they want this to be a statement game and so i think in order for the cowboys to win they got to come out and set the tone early um this is going to be a game that i think shockingly both offenses are potent can really beat you, but I think this is going to be a game where the defense is going to turn the tide.
1: Okay, so with regard to the, the the fans that are in the city, are there is that one of those cities where there are a lot of Cowboys fans, and do you expect them to be at the game this week? Do you f- expect it to be a, a nice number of Cowboys fans in the stands, or this one is was this one of those stadiums where it's going to be all Kansas City, they don't sell their tickets, it's just going to be a hometown game?
4: I think there are going to be a good number of Cowboys fans. But Chiefs Kingdom, as they call it, is ready. Okay, I think this is one game that everybody wants to be at. The tickets for the Cowboys game were almost double the price Mm -hmm. of tickets for every other opponent on the schedule from the minute that the schedule was released. Um, That's the Cowboys effect. Let's call it what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people want to be in the stands. However... I'm actually doing a story today. I will be going out to interview some prominent Cowboys fans in town. Let's go. One who does a a big radio show, one who has a huge Cowboys flag in his yard. The neighbors are livid. So, I mean, (laughs) I definitely think the contingent here is loud and proud and excited because Cowboys only come to town every eight seasons. So uh, they're trying to make the most of it.
1: That's awesome. All right. Real quick, uh before we end the show, do you have a good Nick Eatman story? Oh, from the oh, time let's you were here. Go. You got anything uh, here for good? this? If you don't, it's okay. But do oh you have a good gosh. story of Nick Eatman from back in the day when he was a young man? Oh and-
4: my gosh. Okay. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> Nick for the original breakers, right? Yeah. Me and Nick used to sit next to each other mm. in the studio and one, I was always nervous about what he would say, what he would do. Nick's goal every single show was to throw me off my game mm-hmm. with terrible inside jokes. Right. Not all of them appropriate. Okay.
1: <laughs> not all that much has changed. Yeah, change. yeah, sounds about
4: right. <laughs> 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 nothing changed. Exactly. Exactly. But I will tell you, uh, nothing made Nick happier than to get me flustered. So that he could again just annihilate me on the show, okay. and so I think nothing's changed, man. I still consider you guys my big brothers. I'm I'm so proud to see the growth of the show. I'm glad you let me put you on social media ten years ago.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, you were responsible for us getting things. a Twitter account. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I I, I got a Dia story. So All right, give me I'm a
4: just, uh,
1: give me a Dia story, you know,
2: Nick. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Now this is this isn't oh, a bad Lord. one. This isn't a bad one. We we were hosting together uh, the Jerry Jones show uh, one year, and uh, we had tried to do some fun bits there, you know, for a certain segment. So one year uh, we were in training camp in 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 uh, San Antonio, and so we decided that we were going to learn the uh, the you know the ins and outs of a field goal, a field goal. So. I got to work with Matt McBriar as the holder, and Dia got to work with L.P. Latticer, who was a nice, <laughs> nice to Dia, yeah. and, and snapping, and I thought I got the easiest part of it, you know, because I just got to hold and just spin it, and laces out, Dan, you know, easy... She actually, in about 30 minutes, learned how to snap this thing perfectly. She was snapping. I was holding. We were going to kick a field goal for David Beeler. That was what we were going to do. We had the cameras out. We were going to do it. And, and so I, I go to the camera, and I'm like – we just tied the game. We're going to do it. And David Beeler comes up and he was like, what are we doing? We're not kicking this for real. It's like, yeah, you're going to kick it. She snaps on hold. You kick it. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Kind of walks off. And then McBriar was like, kickers are weird, man. They don't want anyone else (laughs) to do it. So we had to change the whole segment. And we did the LSU flip over the shoulder oh. to Beeler. And so we were like, we went for two. We went for two. We never actually got to do it. But Dia, the snap was perfect. I thought the hold was good. We didn't get to Just kick, didn't it. kick it. Yeah. But it's okay. Right. But she learned how to snap in 30 minutes.
1: Uh. <laughs> the good old days.
4: Oh, no. Actually, I have to throw in one of my favorites it was when we ran the 40. Y'all remember that?
1: Yes, I do remember
4: that. Oh, yeah. Let's and talk I did about not that. Come
1: in last.
2: Yeah, whatever. Against Josh Ellis, who I, yeah.
4: I didn't come in last. Right. Poor yeah, we,
2: we can talk about that. I mean, and we couldn't do it today. Yeah, we could. To have, oh,
3: we definitely could. This used to be a way more fun show. Well, oh, yeah. We me, young.
2: me, Dia, <laughs> Josh, young. and Derek ran the 40 together. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh... I don't know no. what happened. We're behind at the Alamo this. Dome, right? We're in the Alamo Dome yeah. and and you know, I was a little thinner back then and long <laughs> legs and I, I think I got Derek right me. off the, ed, and then me. so so then Derek was like, Let's, let's do it again. <laughs> so we did it again and I might have jumped the gun a little yeah, bit, got the start on that the one, the second one. Yeah. And I don't know what happened behind this, but I know Josh Ellis went Came and flying last. and got a <laughs> he fell on yeah. the turf and all that. Yeah. Dia beat him with yeah. no with no shoes on, right? Somebody didn't have
4: shoes on. <laughs> yes, I was not running. I wasn't running in heels. I digress. You oh, guys, yeah. thank you so much for letting me come crash the party. All right. Oh my gosh, we are such family and uh, such good times. I need your predictions for the game. No. I won't make one.
3: No, no we, we can't be making be
2: predictions on a we Tuesday. We don't make Tuesday yeah. predictions. I predict it's going to be loud. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this: Cowboys will win. I'm just trying. I'm to not ready to get my score yet, but Cowboys are going to win. Definitely going to win. I'm not there yet. I told Nick earlier today well, they're going to win the next year.
4: Cannot.
2: Cannot. Yeah.
4: They need to if they're trying to make a push for the Super Bowl. Hey, thank you. Thank you guys. It's right, been so much fun and I can't wait to welcome you to KC. Yeah, All we'll right. see you see on you Saturday you night.
1: Thanks dear. All, All right, right we're going to take our final break when we come back. We got some more that we're going to get into. We'll talk a little bit about NFC, a little Pro Bowl. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to the break.
2: All right. Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd. And Sunday, yeah. April 3rd, 2022. Tickets on sale now. Get yours before they sell out. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium.
1: How do you think that would be as a Christmas gift? Like, if I gave all you guys a Christmas gift that we were going to WWE, would you like that?
3: you That's a hell of a gift. Those asking, tickets are not cheap. I'm asking.
2: Would that be a good gift? Hell yeah. Nick? Yeah,
3: I guess. Okay. I mean, if you like wrestling and like. That's what I'm asking. Would you. Would Last time WrestleMania was here, I saw Shane McMahon fly off the side of a 30 foot cage. It was awesome. Yeah, that's I'm pretty in. awesome. I'm in. Yeah,
2: hmm. it mean be interesting. Okay.
3: Yeah. We'll see what we can do on
2: that. I, I, for me, you know, I, I grew up a big wrestling fan growing up. Oh, me too. But But now, you know, I mean. It's one of those things. Like I've gone, I've yeah. gone to WrestleMania, and I say I've done. You've it. You've been to WrestleMania. I've yeah. been. To WrestleMania. Yeah, we. Yeah, like you didn't five, five go years five ago. Five years ago. So oh, I went. Yeah, it was awesome. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't be one of those things where I would. You know, I was just waiting for like. i mean honestly, I thought like maybe Hulk Hogan was going to come back. Yeah. I thought there was a chance he might come back, or The Rock. Yeah, the Rock I'd be did. the guy holding up the Coco Beware sign, and then Coco Coco. He's not
1: wear. coming. <laughs> So yes. The chic. That's, like, you know, I'm back do you remember Coco
2: B. Wears uh parrot that he had? Do you remember what the yeah. name of it was? No, I don't. What was it? I think it was Frankie. Frankie? Maybe Why does that not ring a bell? I don't know. Coco B. I'm not Wears. saying
1: you're wrong, I'm just saying I don't remember that.
2: Uh maybe not. That just sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. How about how about Mike McCarthy, which I asked him about yeah, when he walked by talking about wrestling? I asked him, he you know he said he goes back, he said George the Animal Steel. I remember that? Used yeah. to like eat the turnbuckle.
3: Oh Mike McCarthy, there no doubt in my mind he was a pro wrestling guy at one point in his life. Oh, yeah. 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 For well, sure. Pretty much everybody was at some point in their life. Yeah, it's a matter of when and he he how long, wrestling. right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? All right, here's what we're gonna do. I want to talk a little bit. This is a topic I brought up yesterday afternoon. This is the kind of stuff for you guys out there listening that we do in our office on a regular occasion. And I just was kind of like, Nick, you think Dak's going to be, you think he's a legitimate MVP, league MVP candidate? And he is like, he gave me his answer. And I asked Dave the same question. He gave me his answer. I was like, bet. That's a show topic. So here we go. (laughs) Got a
3: segment. (laughs) So here we go.
1: Uh, I'm going to toss it up and I'm going to let you guys go at it a little bit here. (laughs) Is, Is Dak Prescott a legit MVP candidate?
3: Go ahead, okay. Nick.
2: He, yes, he's a legit candidate. I don't think he'll win. So maybe if I don't think he'll win, then I guess I don't think he's a legit candidate because okay. I don't think he's going Why? to win. I just think there's other teams, other guys that are probably by the end of the year will probably be considered more of a one-dimensional. They lead their team. They're the only guy that they've what do you got. Mean by one dimensional? Say oh, what one-dimensional? well, just like a, an Aaron Rodgers or, or a, a maybe... You mean a team that fo- the, everything they do is about him? Yeah. I got you. Yeah, that's why I, I... And I just, you know, I don't think the Minnesota game helped from that standpoint. They were able to win without him. Um, you know, and he's having a, gr- a great season, and, and he... He is the best player on the team. I'm not saying that he's not. I just feel like at the end of the year, there'll probably be other guys that have a record right up there, and they they don't have as much help. They won't have as many Pro Bowlers around them. So that's why I don't think he'll probably get that.
3: I think, uh, I think either Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray is going to win an NFL MVP this year. I, I mean, and that's simplistic. We're only halfway through the season. Rodgers is in there. Brady's in there, but you can already see it shaping up. And we talked about this yesterday. I'm stealing this straight from um, Robert Mays, who does a wonderful job with the athletic football show. Um, when you think about the narratives, I really think that that's, imp- I think that's really important. Um, he He's never won it before. You, you got Brady who's won it, I think three times. Rogers just won it. They don't, they don't like that. They want new Dak Prescott is new. Dak Prescott is also playing amazing football. He's on pace for 4,500 yards for touchdowns. He is the engine that makes this thing go. I also think this is weird to say along with Brady and Rogers, he is the most like developed passer in the NFL. Like how much of what the Cowboys do is predicated on Dak seeing what the defense is offering, changing it, sliding the protection, telling C.D. Lamb, hey, they're bringing cover zero. This is what they're going to do. Make for the back pylon. I'm just going to chuck this thing to space, and it's going to come down in your lap. Like he's, he's incredible. He is operating at a Peyton Manning type of level, which – People aren't there's still people that aren't ready for that. Like there's still people that think of Dak as like read option, look for your first or second read and or or let Zeke take. Like, no, we're so far past that. I think he is one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the world right now at diagnosing what a defense is trying to do. Kyler Murray is just a phenomenal athlete. I think he's developing all of that as he goes. But he's got the athleticism that lets him make all these crazy plays. He's also missed two games to injury. By the way, Cardinals won one of those. So I'm not I'm not trying to hear that eking past Minnesota discredits what Dak has done this year, especially if he keeps this up for eight more weeks. Like I said, you factor in all of that with what the Cowboys are doing, the brand power of the Cowboys. By the, They haven't had an NFL MVP since Emmitt Smith, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: That's Nin- right. 1993. Yeah. Jeez, if it's even debatable, he's gonna win for the narr- the the star. The fact that it hasn't happened in twenty that can go backwards. Years. That can go the
1: other way too. There are a lot of people out there that hate the star.
3: Like that, that goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, it's almost like a snowball effect, yeah. though. And 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 the writers that vote on it don't hate the star. The fans might, but and and it's it's a new face. It's a new person kind of carrying you into this new era instead of Rodgers, who's won it a decade ago, and Brady, who's won it eons ago as as well as recently. So I just think it's if, if it's even close, I think he's got a fantastic chance to win it, as long as he stays healthy, honestly.
1: Nick, let me ask you this. What do you think, or is there something that Dak can do more of that you think would turn it in his favor Well, if I mean, it's
2: not in his favor right now? I mean... I guess it all comes down to how you think things are going to finish. And I and I feel like, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to have some – this is going to kind of go up and down a little bit. This schedule that's in front of them is still going to be daunting, in my opinion. And and I think this is the time of year where a lot of those decisions are made. So it all comes down to what the Cowboys are going to do here in the next month. Um, you know, they got five games in front of them, four of them on the road. So – you know, he's it if he if they go and they go four and one in that stretch, or maybe even three and two if it's the right games, then yeah, I, I think he has a chance to, like Dave said, kind of put himself up there. I just have this feeling, and maybe because I've never seen it, I think I've seen a lot of things before, um, other than an NFC championship game and a tie <laughs> and, an, and an MVP, uh, uh, you know, for the Cowboys. I I, I, I just can't. Visualize that happening, and I feel like the voters won't go for that. They'll probably
3: look at the ballot and they'll think comeback player of the year. Oh, that's let's put Dak there. That's where I think it's going to happen. No, he already won that. Unless he gets so many votes for MVP that they're like, all right, well, let's give let's give it. Uh, let's I can't think of Burl. somebody. Burl. Sure. Burl. Yeah. sure, yeah, sure. Joe Burrow's is fine. Um, I forgot Burl. to mention Matthew Stafford, and there's something to be said for the power of LA, and. The league is just force feeding us LA right now. Between the Super Bowl being there and Stafford well, it's being the glitz on the Rams. and glamour,
1: and then they're adding these players.
3: Yeah, it's all of it. Yeah, it's all. Maybe it's. I was thinking about that when Dio was talking. Like, and I, I laugh. I've been in this for eight years, so I get it, and and I love Cowboy Nation. But like, I vividly remember what it's like to be a fan of a non Cowboy team and mm-hmm. how annoying that is. Oh yeah. Um, and I, so maybe it's kind of a taste of our own medicine where you're like enough about the rams oh my god well guess what that's what 30 other teams think about the cowboys right. so um so yeah but stafford kyler and i think dak is right there i and and like if you, you said, put them in order right now how do you think it, it i mean i'm up? biased yeah. right? i've dak? watched every snap of dak's season kyler murray's incredible yeah. the stuff that he can do um I mean, I, I, I'd go with Dak, but I'm, I'm way too biased to offer an impartial opinion. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to me when you look at what Dak was as a
1: college quarterback to what he is now as an NFL quarterback. It's been such a remarkable change. Like, he is not the runner that he was in college. I, I would even say at this point, Dak is, a, is, is among the very best proficient pocket passers in the NFL. Like, the way he sits back there, and you were talking about how he sits back there, figures out what's going on with the coverage, Gets the ball to the right guy and is accurate. Gets the ball where it needs to be in some in some really sometimes some really interesting ways. He has to get the ball in there. Like I am just so impressed with how he has kind of changed his game from what it was to what it is now, and is
3: so good at it. You could do a whole show on this, but it's interesting the way the league is structured. You got to find a quarterback quick because they're cheap on their rookie contracts. So guys are playing younger than ever, and it's easier. Not to discredit them, but it's easier to play quarterback than it was even 10 years ago. Roethlisberger's on his last legs. Brady will eventually be done at some point. Rodgers is what maybe. (laughs) Mannings are it. Both of the Mannings have retired. Romo's retired. Like, Rivers retired. All these guys, they got old and aged out, and now it's young guys who are good but are still learning how to play the position. Like, a lot of these offenses are still, I don't want to say they're, like, simplified, but you're still just kind of learning as you go and kind of scheming things up for guys who aren't all the way there. I mean, even Mahomes, who everybody agrees is the best quarterback in the league, he even said, like, I'm still just learning how to read coverages. Remember when he said that, like, Mm -hmm. two years ago? And so it's weird to say, but Dak is in this weird – it's not weird, it's impressive, but he is, like I said, he's like one of the two or three most accomplished Passers, not mm-hmm. pure quarterbacks, but just in terms of knowing what defenses are doing, know how to counteract it, all that stuff. It's weird to think because he's only 28, but he's he's right up there in yeah. terms of just understanding how to play the position. Yep. All right, that's a wrap for us. We're going to be
1: back tomorrow. We're going to start getting into Cowboys versus Chiefs. We'll have Bucky Brooks join us. We'll talk about the Chiefs offense versus the Cowboys defense. Still in for Nick Eben and Dave Hellman. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on
0: DallasCowboys.com.